I got I got some people at the bar to, to put on the national championship game Saturday. Nice between uh with with UMass and St. Cloud State. Like so, I I had no rooting interest at all in that sure. game, whatever. But I want to watch it. the national championship. You want you want to check it out and and um I like let out like cheered when UMass scored. UMass player scored this this really sick goal. Like he just. He walked in to the walks into the offensive zone and this uh, defender goes to hit him and he just dangled him. And the the guy went right by him and into the boards and then then he buried the shot. And I was like, that was awesome. Like I let out a cheer. I was like, oh, what do you what do you and then like in where the TV was, it's a table of girls sitting there. And so they all thinking I'm cheering at them. So they're cheering like, yeah, we're God, you're living right. <laughs> and, and then they took it upon the, they took that as oh we we can go talk to him now. I'm like wait oh no 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 no. in the box with Thomas and Walt on this very exciting uh, trade deadline edition of in the box because um, I mean that's what we're going to talk about we're going we're going to talk about all the trades the trade deadline was at 3 p.m. today so about uh, five and a half hours ago and five and a half hours and one minute ago it got real interesting for us didn't it, it? did it did um, so coming into the season the Red Wings were one of the teams everyone expected to be sellers. Yep. Come come the trade come the trade deadline or around the trade deadline. And and the 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 players at the top of the list that everyone expected the wings to trade were Bobby Ryan, Jonathan Bernier, and Mark Stahl. Bobby Ryan's out for the year. He got hurt, so he's he's out for the season, so he's not getting traded. Bernier did not get traded, and Mark Stahl is currently on the ice right now for the Red Wings, so he did not get traded. And and this and unlike baseball, there is no second mysterious trade deadline that pops up that That's no one really understands the rules to. <laughs> that is a that is a great that is so funny because that is how baseball is. Here's another trade deadline. What? Yeah, that is that's actually really funny that you say that because that is so incredibly accurate. That is so incredibly accurate. But but the, the Red Wings, so they they trade John Merrill to to the to the Canadians for a fourth round pick in Hayden Verbeek. And if that name sounds familiar, he is uh, Pat Verbeek's nephew, who is the AGM of the Red Wings. Um, they also traded away, uh, sent, well, I guess just sent Nimeth back to Colorado. Sure. And then the Wings were also involved in a trade as uh, they briefly had David Savard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because so I just want to, so I got, I got the alert on my phone for that trade. It said the Red Wings acquired David Savard. I'm like, what? I'm sorry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> It was a bit of a head scratcher at the moment. Like, got, that was the most confusing thing. I and then and then I realized it was just the wings were just implemented, and it pretty much became a three team trade 
for uh, Tampa to get David Savard for Columbus, and they used the wings to retain salary so that Tampa could get them in. And the wings got a fourth-round pick from Tampa from that because that's what Eisenman is doing, just collecting picks. So, I mean, that that was, again, still <laughs> a very shocking trade, but I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, and so we come in, so that was over the weekend. So we come into today kind of looking like, all right, well, they'll we'll kind of, they're going to make at least one, maybe two more moves. You know, we'll see what it's going to be. And then my phone just starts. My phone just went off with like seven alerts and like multiple text messages <laughs> from people. Yep. And then I see Mantha traded. I'm like, huh? well, let me, let me adjust. I said, <laughs> yep. I didn't have it. I was the one because I'm friends with you. I get yeah. to break it to my friends. So you get the news, and then I look like the guy that gets the news for his friends as he was the one that broke the news to them. Oh, hey, whatever, man. Yep. So thank you for that. But, well, yeah, it was – it was so So the, the Red Wings trade uh, – they sent Anthony Mantha to the Washington Capitals exchange for Richard Panic, Jacob Verana, a first-round pick in this year's draft, and a second-round pick in next year's draft. And that, I mean, that, 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 that's the trade of, 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 of the season right now. I mean, that, that's the blockbuster that, I mean, that, that's an off season trade. Yeah. You know, I don't, that's not a trade out. I, 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 you know, you expect, you really expected to see as a deadline deal, but here we are. And Steve Eisenman just collecting draft picks here. And, and, and it's kind of funny because I, I just kind of brought up to you just different scenario, different trade scenarios this week involving Mantha, because I felt like he's, he's that big trade chip piece that, that could net, net, net you net the wings, some, something of great equal or greater value for the future. And Mantha is a player who I think would benefit greatly for, from a change of scenery. He's going to Washington Capitals now. So, I mean, whatever line he gets slotted on, he's going to score. Yes, yes. I mean, you know. It, <laughs> I mean, he like, needed to be we, we, I mean, even playing with Lars Eller might be an upgrade with what he, who he was playing yeah. with here. I mean, and, and here in Detroit, like, he, he was the focal point of the offense, right? Like, teams yeah. were going out to shut him down. Going to, going to the Capitals, he's what, the seventh option? I mean, like, I mean, you're going to shut down Ovechkin, then Backstrom, then Kuznetsov, then Oshie, probably Carlson, so at least sixth. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, like legitimately, you know. So, so he's gonna he's gonna get some looks, and he and he's gonna. I I expect him to to fully excel in Washington. Uh, no, I mean it's 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 very fair. It's and and the fair and the, ca- the Capitals they 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 play a much more wide open style that I think Math Math is going to like. And also, you know, he they're he's going to play meaningful hockey for the first time in his NHL career. It's true too. It's a really so, good point. You know, I I wish the wish wish the best to Anthony Mantha and you know a lot of people feel like the early returns out of the wings definitely won this trade, but I think this is a trade that that can work out well for both teams i don't i don't think you're gonna have a loser in this trade well here here's why i i am so convinced that this is a win for detroit is it is honestly i and and it said just before that we went on together and i and i really feel like if you would have told me that the deal was verona for mantha that in and of itself i almost would have been like all right you know what mantha needs to change the scenery Rana's a couple of years younger, arbitration eligible. His contract's probably going to be less than Mantha's. Yeah. Um, 
those people may not know they have the same amount of goals this year in uh, Verona's played three less games. Verona has four more assists. So he has more points. Now, granted, he, as you said, he's pl- spent time playing, you know, Washington flexes their top three lines. So he spent time with Eller and Backstrom and, o- I mean, he's played with all of them. Um, and I do, I, I look at line charts more than a, a normal person probably should, but I look at the line charts. And so I've seen, he's been up and down throughout their lineup and, and, you know, coming here, he's, you know, he's either going to be with Larkin or Nemesnikov and that's nobody, you know, like I said, going to be way better with where they're at. But I think that that's a good plus piece on a trade trip. And then you're going to throw in a first and second on top of that. I, that's, I, I mean, it, Again, you know, you said it. There's, you know, Eicherman, I are we up to 12? I think we got 12 picks next year now. Two firsts, three seconds, two thirds, two fourths, two fifths, a sixth and a seventh, I think. Well, well yeah, well, no, they don't have the seventh this year. They don't have the seventh, that's right. So, well, yet, I mean, oh. Right, true. <laughs> I mean, but but in the fir- in the first 5 rounds in this year's draft, the Wings have uh two uh one we, we, did I do that right? Yeah, we they, they have a no, no. They have eleven picks in the first five rounds this year. Jesus Christmas! And that's two in the first, three in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth, two in the fifth. And and I mean, and and, and next year they have their first round pick. They have two two second round picks, their third round pick, and three four fourth round picks in next year's draft. Yeah, and, round picks. I mean, and it's just and. You know, and th- this is what Irishman is doing. You know, you you collect draft picks, and and again, as I, as I always say, you know, it does doesn't necessarily mean they're going to use them all, right? You know, they can a lot a lot of these picks could could be traded and moved around. You know, like the Capitals' uh, first round pick sent it to Calgary for Matthew Kachuk. Um, <laughs> you just I bang the drum, man. Don't give up. Don't L- give listen, up. Listen, listen. I, I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like the Calgary Flames are gonna do some retooling, and and I, I think they're, 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 they're gonna, Calgary Flames are gonna go through a, a big time makeover this off season. So, and and I don't think there's anybody on that team that's untouchable. So, I mean, I'm yeah. just saying. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'm just saying. Let me dream. Yeah. Why not? But, you know the the, the other part of the Mantha thing that I, I do want to mention too is in, in, in why to me it's so good is, you know, I really never, it's, it's funny. Our, our, our mutual friend, Kevin Lau actually asked in our, in our guy chat thread, you know, did I, did I, did anybody think that, do you think that the wings are taking calls on Mantha? And I immediately said no, because I thought due to his contract and term, you know, they wouldn't, nobody would be calling because like, yes, the wings have room to take on cap. So they could have held, you know, retained some of Mantha's contract, but Mantha's under contract for the next three years. It's not an expiring deal. So they couldn't really do the, the ability to, to retain cash this year. Once have been, it would have helped, but once have been a huge help because then the team still would have needed two years to figure it out. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, so then you think, well, you got to match up money coming back and you feel like a team that's going for it isn't going to want to send out a $4 million player who's probably integral to the success that they're having. So that's why I was like, there, there's really no way given his, you know, $5.7 million. And into, and this is where you are correct, where, where I, I definitely agree with you, where 
for the most part, for the most part, it's it's going to be Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Wilson, and it, what's the better line? Oshi Backstrom, Mantha, Oshi Backstrom, Vrana, and I and I think it's pretty clearly that the I think it's pretty fair to say that it's going to be Mantha. It's you're going to have a better line there, and and you're right. Washington is probably more thinking, you know what, we're going for it now, and we'll pay we'll pay the price later, and and so that's where you know if they win the Stanley Cup this year. Guess what? This deal did was was good. Yeah, it was it was a because, good deal because you're right. For them to win the cup, Mantis going to have to be good. And I do agree with you that it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up with 15 points in the final 15 games and has a you know a, a solid postseason too. But I, because of the draft picks, I still think that this is a, a definite win for Detroit. Yeah. Oh yeah. For 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 sure. But I mean, like like I said, I, I think it's. I mean the, the the Capitals the first round pick the Capitals are are hoping are hoping it's going to be thirty two, right? <laughs> you know that's what the Capitals are hoping for, and w- which basically equates out to an early second round pick, but whatever. And then, and 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 this year's draft, I this year's I draft is such a crapshoot. Yes, it is. It's, it's such a cra- draft is a crapshoot. Any anytime we talk, I feel like we we say that every week, right? How, how much of crapshoot is it the draft? I mean, look, 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 look at the Flyers. You know, they have Nolan Patrick was the number two pick, number two overall pick a few years ago. And look at the guys who came after him, you know. Um, <clears throat> Here, yep. All right. But, but yeah, you know, I feel like, you know, the draft, the draft is a crapshoot every year. But <clears throat> this year, especially, I mean, you, you look at 2017 draft, Nolan Patrick in Philadelphia, and the, they're, the, the Flyers are, don't know what to do with him now. And you look at the guys who came after him, like directly after him, are Miro Heiskin and, and Kale McCarr. And it's like, oh, you know. Do you, do you think Billy wishes they had a good grade A defenseman that, that could log 30 minutes a night? Right. Yeah, I, yeah. I yes, they okay do. With that. I, bet I mean, that but, would be. I mean, I'd say, but it's not like they, they reached on Nolan Patrick because. No, you're right. <laughs> you know, but it's such, but even, but even. You know, and and the years where you know you're assuming you know you you can see the pro you know all the prospects, it's still a crapshoot this year, especially because you you only you really only had a few colleges play. Mm-hmm. Um, you the the OHL hasn't played hasn't played at all this year. They're not even gonna they were gonna try to come back and play, but it it they just kind of made the decision that it's not even worth it. The WHL only only a handful of teams are playing in WHL. The the, uh, the Quebec uh, the Quebec Major G, the Q they've come back and shut down and come back and shut down so many times. So where you know you're not you're not really able to see see the player. So right. this year is especially so so I mean Steve Steve Eisenman might keep keep might keep all these picks in this year's draft. Which well. So then let me ask, do you think, does it make it then maybe not the best of idea to be doing, to just be hoarding these draft picks then? Is it, does it make it questionable or since it's a rebuild, it doesn't matter. I mean, you're in a rebuild. What, what are you going to do here anyway? I mean, is there, does that thought enter your mind? Like, okay, great, Steve, you got all these draft picks for the probably the most uncertain draft in NHL history. Wonderful. Or is it, well, now there's an even better chance that he can get a Braden point in the third round, like he exactly. did the, yeah. at Tampa. I mean, now I'm going to get him in the fifth purely by chance. Yeah, and yeah, it's that. Here's the thing: I trust that Steve Eisman knows what he's doing because he's proven that he knows. He has a track record of knowing what he's doing. 
There's no doubt. So no doubt. when it comes to stuff like that, yeah, I'm going to defer to the person who knows what the hell they're doing and, no and has had great success. I mean, he was not the GM last year for the lightning that won the Stanley cup, but he put that team together. Yeah. The only <laughs> thing- know, like, ma- majority of, of the, of that team was him. The only thing he didn't do was the finishing touches of bringing Goudreau and uh, what's his name at the deadline. That was the only thing Steve Eisman didn't do. The rest yeah. of that team has been together for it's the same damn team. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, only he, thing he didn't do was was the the final touches there. Right? Maybe Pat Maroon. Yeah, like he 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 drafted Vasilevsky. Yeah. He drafted Braden Point. You know he, you know he, oh, you know his his fingerprints are all are all over that team. So it's um, so. So I trust him. I trust yeah. that Steve Eisman knows what he's doing. And, yeah. and, and, and until he has, until he has a, you know, a, 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 a terrible stretch of just yeah. terrible <laughs> picks and trades, then I'll question him. But, and, but he hasn't. So well, I, mean, I, I don't mind. And, and also, I mean, the draft is a lottery, right? You, so, so, I mean, theoretically with the lottery, you want to have as, as many tickets as possible, right? It's a good way. I mean, that, I, I do always like that analogy. And, and I, um, Pierre Lebron, just to, to kind of add to it a little bit more from the, the capitals perspective on this trade, he put the, um, tweeted this out shortly after the trade. My guess is the caps view. This is two trades in one. Panic plus a pick to relieve them of 2.75 million in flat cap environment going forward with, with two more years left on that contract. So Richard Panic, who is under contract now, um, so he will foreseeably be in Detroit for the next couple of years. Um, although why don't why don't yeah, I, I mean and unless he's, he's in, unless he gets uh oh taxi but, he's put on the taxi squad I see yeah okay. I mean and, unless unless Seattle takes him but you know sure which is a could be another perk for Detroit and then the the second part of that is that then Verona plus a pick for Mantha so think of it panic in a second to take on cap and to take on cap space um and then Verona for Mantha in a first yeah. I, you know when you break it down that way I'm I don't. I don't know how. I, I. It'd be interesting to listen to Washington Sports Radio tomorrow to hear what the thought is of that. But again, like like you like you said, this is a win now team. This is a team that's you know that has the horses to win now. So you might as well push your chips to the center of the table and go for it. And that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you, and and I feel you know the the Capitals as as long as they have Baxham and Oshie and Ovechkin there. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go for it. Just yeah. like as long as Pittsburgh has Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. They're gonna go for it. Yeah. And speaking of Pittsburgh, um, they they made a they they made a pretty big splash. Uh, get, get some grit. Adding Jeff Carter, yeah. Um, today, um, they they give a th- a third next year and a, a conditional third next year and a conditional fourth in twenty twenty three. I love these. I love the conditions. <laughs> like I mean, I don't. I don't, I'm going to read it just so that you can, just so that people can understand like the, the depths that are discussed in these the conditions. Okay. So the conditions, the 2022 third round pick can upgrade to a second round pick. If the penguins reach the 2021 Stanley cup final and Carter plays in at least 50% of the games, the 23 fourth round pick can upgrade to a third round if Carter plays in at least 50 games during 
the 21-22 season next year. That's how in-depth and, and dealing these trades are. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll, we'll do this here. How about, you know, if he does this, we'll let you do this. Okay, yeah, great. It's just, they're just, it's crazy to me how, how, how in-depth some of these deals are and how smart they, you know, these GMs are to, to make that deal. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, the, 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 the penguins, they, they make a deal to try to keep, to try to keep pace in that division, the capitals we just talked about at adding some scoring punch and Anthony Mantha last week, the, the Islanders were really kind of the first teams to team to really kind of jump in and make, and make a big splash by adding Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the devils. Yeah. Um, they sent, I mean, of their first round pick this year and the fourth round pick next year, and two C C graded uh, prospects. Yeah. So, I mean, the Islanders, and again, first round pick. The Islanders are hoping that's that's pick number thirty two, and that's fine. <laughs> you know, and if, also look at the Islanders. I mean, their roster is damn near. I mean, they're forward. You just kind of feel like the Islanders are. There's not a lot of room for for in the in the top you know fifteen. Basically, that team has got. The player, the horses that they're having, they're going to be riding those horses for a while. And luckily for them, they're talented horses. So, but yeah. you know, they have a lot of their big name guys under contract. So, oh yeah, they and do. guys like Wallstrom and, and Dobson coming up. Uh, you know, one forward, one defense. Obviously, they're uh, this roster's pretty set. So, anything that they add to it, you know, they're they're less concerned about prospects, just like you know, teams like the Capitals are too. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, they're 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 hoping that. Um... You know, yeah, Matthew Barzell continues to to grow into dynamic player that he is. He had a play last week in the game against the Flyers where he just he got the puck and his end and danced all the way up the ice and just the Flyers are the Flyers are just watching him and it's like no wonder you guys are giving up so many goals. Yeah, I don't, is that a, a testament to the Flyers or to <laughs> like, Marcel? Like I don't like I don't. It's it's like one of those things. Like somebody at least attempt to get in his way. Yeah, and and then Carter Hart has to make a great save, and then the puck gets kicked out again, and then Bavillier does the exact same thing, yeah, it, like seconds later. And it's just like I'm watching this. I'm like, man, the Flyers. Yeah, you guys aren't going to you. The work if they even if they got hot and made it to the play and snuck into the playoffs because they won just enough and the Bruins fell off just enough. Like you're you're not beating the Capitals or the Islanders or the no. Penguins in a, okay. in a playoff series. No, and I I really hope they don't because even if they get hot, like you said, I I any combination of those top four in any combination of playoff is going to be fantastic. Gonna yeah. be, that's yeah. going to be the, the some of the best hockey that we're going to see all year. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really kind of hoping to see um, see, I'm really kind of hoping to see the Islanders and Capitals at some point this postseason. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that series would be fun. I agree. And uh, well, well, the Boston Bruins, the the fourth team there, they they get they got Taylor Hall. They 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 won the Taylor Hall sweepstakes uh, by sending a second round pick and Andres Bjork to Buffalo. For Taylor Hall, um, in 2010, you would have told me that. <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna that, say. That, that the Boston Bruins would trade away Tyler Sagan for nothing, but then would eventually trade for Taylor Hall and give up nothing. nothing. Yeah, I would have been like, so did 
are they both they both just bust are they having terrible careers like no yeah no taylor hall's won an mvp tyler sagan is 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 a, a top scorer is an elite scorer in this league pretty pretty hilarious how that stuff works out isn't it's it it's like what yeah. but yeah uh yeah taylor hall for a second round anthony matha right got more no, granite, granite, Mantha has term on his deal. Yeah, he has term on his deal. So, so that could be, so, you know, that's, but still, I, no. <laughs> you know, but still. Well, I, it's, that, I, it's, and I'm, I can't believe I forgot to mention that's what the other thing that makes the, the deal look so good is that, you know, Boston gave up a guy who would be, you know, a top nine forward and a second rounder to get a top six forward. Yeah. And the Curtis wings, Lazar. <laughs> right. Who's probably going to play in their bottom, in their bottom. In six. their bottom. Yeah. Their I, bottom I, three. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Well, <laughs> I, I, I guess you, you're, you have to remember, I'm used to seeing him in Boston, Buffalo, where he's played on the top. <laughs> he's played top six minutes. Yeah. So yeah. he's played, you know, big minutes, of, but I mean, yeah, but the moral of the story is because they lost, you know, guys like Achari over the last few years, like, yeah. you know, and he's going to he's going to kind of be a, a replacement for Achari to play with Corrali and and that kind of thing on their lower lines. And he's going to fit in really nicely there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm and one of the things that we've talked about is the Bruins inability to score yeah. and they need to score. Now, Taylor Hall's not a. You know, he's not light, lighting lighting the world up with his goals this year, but I mean, I think a lot of that is more to do with where he's playing yeah. and the fact that, you know. Well, as we talked about, he was never paired with Eichel in, in what was, he was always paired with Stahl in the second line in what yeah. really never made sense the whole time he was there. Um, I mean, now, now granted, 19 points in 37 games is not terrible, but, you know, only two goals. Right. You know, and I think that's that's where the um, that, that's where the pushback come, comes from there. But in a hey, now, granted, just because I I, I I root I root for uh, entertaining stories, I was really hoping Taylor Hall would go to Edmonton. I know and you Boston were. would trade for uh, Phil Castle. But, hey, you know. We can't always get what we want. Yeah, but if you try <laughs> sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. I'm sorry, I'm the big stone fan here. I had, I mean, I had to finish. I had to finish that. Don't apologize for that. That's fine. Thank you. Thank it, you, friends. It's fine. Me. It's fine. Thank it's you. Fine. <laughs> um. So I mean that. So all the all the teams in the East uh, and the Islanders also they they added defensive depth and and um sent a seventh round pick to Ottawa for uh, Braden Colburn. Just, just more depth. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and this, this is this is a year where there's no such thing as having too much, too many players. I mean, 100%, I mean right. there's no such thing as too much depth anyway. But especially this year, hundred percent. We're one hundred percent right now. You know, any, anything can happen this season, so you want to be able to plug and play. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs, they made some moves. Yeah. Um. They. They they add a uh, Ben Hutton again defensive depth. Yep, uh, they sent a fifth round pick to the Ducks. That's in next year's draft. Um, they get some insurance in goal. They sent a third round pick to Calgary in ne- in twenty twenty two draft for for Dave Riddick, who has been he's been fine with Calgary. He just hasn't se- seen a lot of action because they 
they signed Markstrom and and any offseason and Mark yeah Markstrom's really good, but um it's it's kind of interesting because you know there there were people were wondering what 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 the Leafs were going to do and and that and you know how how bad is how how bad was um what's his name why am I blanking uh-huh. Andersons. Yeah. How bad how, was how bad was Anderson's injury? Is he going to come back? There, I mean, now there's he's healthy, apparently. So there's that, and Jack Campbell. I mean, he's set the NHL record for most consecutive wins. He's uh-huh. eleven and eleven and 0, 11 straight wins there. So he, you know, he's, but he has a history of of getting hurt. Campbell yeah. does. So and. And he he's in net right now. They're they're down three two to Montreal about ten minutes ago, but and I just kind of wonder if you know for for Toronto, you know you you do have the uncertainty with Jack Campbell, and okay Freddie Anderson is healthy now, but how much healthier is he going to be? Is he going to round have time to round into shape? Right. Yeah. And and Dave Riddich, who he's played meaningful games in Calgary, he's played playoff games in Calgary. He has some playoff experience, not a ton, but he has some. So that just and and he's a he's a he's a good goalie, yeah. You know, and and I just kind of wonder if maybe Toronto they they saw what happened to Colorado last year, yeah. You know, and you don't want to be like, oh, our our number one goalie's out, and now we have to start Michael Hutchinson because that's what that's where they were. (laughs) And that's the the truly ironic thing about it is it would be Michael Hutchinson of all things too. It'd be the same guy, which is truly ironic. But I, um, I know you you still have some you you still have some questions about the Maple Leafs. I do. I I like the depth. Obviously, depth's good. Um, and in, in in exactly what you said, but I, you know when you just look back in the last decade, and I feel like you could look back farther, but you know let's just take a look at the last decade, and you either have damn near a Hall of Fame netminder or a Hall of Fame defenseman on every team. Um, you know, in, in the cup finals, I should say. Every every team that's won a cup or a cup final where, you know, John Carlson's probably going to end up doing really good things. And Braden Holtby had been established. He kind of put together – he put it together. He put together the, the cup run that they needed. And, yeah. and I think that's what Toronto's got to hope for. But, I, I mean, I'm Jack Campbell start – Terrific. No doubt. Don't want to take anything away from them, but there's going to be a correction and it is Toronto in the playoffs. Well, so, I mean, the one that like Campbell's good, he's been a good, he's just, it's hurt. Yeah. He just always seems to I mean, he was a first round pick. A lot of people may, may, may may know that or may not. It's, I I think the, the Riddick signing, like I told you, says that tells me that either Freddie Anderson's injury is a little bit worse than they expected or they don't plan on bringing him back. And maybe they're thinking Riddick long-term, even though he's a UFA next year, or they just want to have a lot of different possibilities to go with. And that, and, yeah, and um, there's nothing wrong with any of those. Wings are about to get a five on three power play here. They lead one, nothing early, early stage of the third. Adam they Ernie, one, nothing. Or he scored again. Yeah. Ernie with his 11. He now um, is tied with Anthony Mantha for, uh, for the team leading goals. <laughs> it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? Oh, um, man. I, I, that, uh, actually, that shouldn't have been a penalty. Carolina oh. got the dreaded uh, over-the-glass lay a game. Oh. 
and and it, it, it hit off of it looked it, it looked like it hit the Mesikov stick, like the shaft of his stick and deflected out. Would you like to see a coach's challenge to 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 have their one coach's challenge oh. to be able to review something like that? Part of me says yes, but another part of me is like, oh, that, then that's just one more thing, you know? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fair. Like, that's fair. But just just to to finish on 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 Toronto, or at least to, to continue to to, yeah. to get back to Toronto, no, no, we, because, keep, yeah, we can keep going. Um. I still just don't trust their defense. I mean, Toronto has, I don't know who sits up front. They basically have 12 forwards that could play on any, I, I mean, these are the 13, just, who's sitting? I, I'm going to run down, cap friendly, their order. I'm going to run down their forwards. Obvi- there's the, some obvious ones that are clearly not sitting, but who's sitting if all of these guys are healthy? Wings just scored, Zadina. Oh, it's good to hear. Oh, love when Zadina's scoring. On the power play. Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Kerfoot, Hyman, Mikheyev, Simmons, Felino, and Ingval, Gelchiniak, Spezza, Thornton. Uh, probably Mikheyev or Thornton. Uh, or, I, I, sure, okay. I, I don't know what, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, Guess what? Mikheyev has spent most of his last two seasons on the second line playing with Tavares and Nylander. So you're 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 going to be sitting a second liner. And and I I know you're a big TJ Brody fan. I'm fine with it. But the top three of Muzzin, Riley, and Brody, I just I don't see. I can't I can't trust that long term without having a Mark Andre Fleury in the back because I never really trusted. Well, well, I will see. Justin Hole Hole has been he's been phenomenal for them he, this year. He really has been, and it's it's really tough to to to, to comment because of all the in division stuff too. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, yeah, no- I, I know. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because it is kind of tough to kind of see. But I mean, I think you can. I think that's with everybody. Oh mm-hmm. wow, when Denny just dangled somebody, <laughs> scored. No. Okay. He almost, I mean, he almost did, but he just, he just, dang, he just dangled the defenseman down low. If, if they win, this will be like their 35th point, won't it? Which means that they will be four, two shy of, or four shy of last year's total with in 30 less games. This with, is 41. With, pl- with plenty of time to pass that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think in 30 less games, they will be four points behind where they were last year. So Raptor had a matter on that one. It, it so here, here's here's where it's going to be good for them, though. I still think that they are. There's no doubt in my mind that they're the best team in the North. Um, oh, there's. Oh, yeah. No, hundred um, percent. They're deep up front, defensive. But I still, you know, when they get to a series against Boston or a series against whoever comes out of the East, whoever comes yeah, out of the East, really that goes, yeah. comes out of the East, or the Abs, or um, you know, Tampa or Carolina or Florida. Well, well, here's the, I mean, be taking the other team. I mean, well, well, here's the thing. I mean, I get what you're saying, but here, but forget that. I mean, I Winnipeg is in their division, and they're go, they're going to see a good a, they're going to see a good tightly tight checking defensive hockey club w- with a Vesna goalie. Yeah. 
in Winnipeg. And I think if they can if 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 they can beat Winnipeg, then I'll then I I wouldn't be shocked if they can if they beat any of the other teams. I would think, okay. you know, because you know, I, I, I feel like unfortunately for the Winnipeg Jets, they kind of get overlooked a little bit in this in this division because of because of how good Toronto is. And you have Con- you have Connor McDavid just doing Connor McDavid things every night. And the Winnipeg Jets are just sitting there, just like, yeah, we're we're very good, and they're second place in that division, and they they beaten both of these teams. Yeah. You know, I mean, so so I, I, I think Toronto they will get that test. Yeah. against Winnipeg. Um and now Edmonton yeah. Ed, Ed, Edmonton they're not as good defensively. That that's the one team where I kind of I kind of wonder about. Now I mean they just they 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 just finish off sweeping the Senators this weekend. So I mean that's Oilers have 52 points. 18 of them came against came against Ottawa. They won all the <laughs> 9 and 0 against Ottawa, right? Yeah, they swap I mean and I mean, that's not their fault. You know, right. you, you beat who you play. Good. It was, they, they made a good little depth move with Dmitry Kulikov. That was a nice yeah, little, that was. that's a nice addition to the, to their, to their defensive core by, by Ken Holland over there. Yeah, and, and, and Dar- Darnell Nurse is playing like he wants a lot of money. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's been very good. Um, and then um, Mike Smith coming back from injury is really solidified. I feel like yeah. that's when Edmonton really kind of started to take off in that division. Um, was when when Mike Smith came back and they weren't relying so heavily on, on uh, Koskinen, which was big I for mean, them. I mean, the, the only problem is you're relying on your 39 year old goalie to. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I it's true. I mean, you know, it's a little, hmm, little uh, there, but you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I I think um, the 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 Edmonton Oilers they're they're the one team where like I I, I look at them in that North Division and it's like I mean they're. I mean, it's it's good that they 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 needed some defensive depth, and that is a good a good trade for Kulikov. Yeah, they but you know they also need to help up front, but they don't have a lot to really give get to really give to to really move. Right, and and Ken Holland is straight up saying he's like I'm I'm not mortgaging all of our draft picks. Right, because he's gonna which need- is I mean because they have. In this year's draft, they have one, two, three, four. They have five picks in this year's draft. Yeah. They, they're going to need to find some cheap labor outside of I, – I, they're going to need to go with – they're going to end up going with the philosophy that you're, you're going you're gonna, to – you, player X, is going to be playing with, with um, uh, McDavid, so you're just going to have to score. <laughs> you're going to go with that with that game plan. And player Y, you're going to be playing with dry settles, so you're just going to have to score. You're going to have to find a way to score. You're just going to have to yeah. score. Just figure it out. You're going to have to score. And and that's kind of what happens when what they need to hope, what they need to hope amongst more than anything else is they need to hope that Nurse has really turned some sort of corner and he can be like a Chris Letang just in terms of stability yeah. and that twenty-seven minute a night guy behind Crosby and Malkin, well, you know, well, and, and, that behind you know, and then they need to find a flurry or some some solid goaltending, Mike yeah. Smith, well, or 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 else. And the other thing you have to remember, they don't have Oscar Clefbaum, right? They, and that, gone, that's the other thing. He, they've gone he, back, they back years. They've gone back to back years losing um, one of their top four defensemen. Yeah, well, it was Larson last year and Al Clefbaum yeah. this year. Yeah. 
And I mean, and I mean, if you if you look at who's on who's on our oldest taxi squad, you have James Neal and Kyle Turner sit sitting down there, and it's like if you guys could figure out how to be half the players you were three years ago. This is why I don't think why people. One of the many reasons I should say why I would be make a terrible coach because I would I would have paired especially a guy like Neal and been like, okay, we're gonna you're gonna get Connor. You're going to get him for 10 days, you, you 10 games. You, you got to show me something because I need you to show me something. And if you can't do it with him, you can't and, do and it. Thing, right. And, and, and I don't know if, I don't think that that really happened. I think it was, well, you're going to be banished to the third line and you're going to be playing with guys like Kyle Turris. Well, well, no, he, he's, well, he started with McDavid this season. I don't know about this season, but I know when he first got to Ed- Edmonton, he started with McDavid and then. He was he was good for for that. He was good for like what October. Yeah, because it wasn't. Yeah, there was something. Yeah, and and then the goals dried dried up. I don't. I I. It's it's weird. In hockey, it seems to happen more than any other sport where people where got like guys get old really fast. And I don't know if it, it did. He just get old really fast. Just lost I, the, the whatever it was that he had. Well, I mean, but. It, Char Char hasn't gotten old yet. I right. I'm <laughs> not every player, but I just right, yeah. I know. I, you know, I, I know. Like, like a running back in football. Yeah. Like a running back in football can have a 1500 yard season, and then the next year he has 500 yards, and it's just done. And I, I mean, just wonder if that's what what happened with Neil. I just I, I don't like because I mean that's a he just fell off a cliff. It wasn't a yeah. gradual decline either. No, no, not at all. You know, he just it. I mean, his entire career, he's a 20-goal guy his, his whole career. And then he signs in Calgary, one year in Calgary, scores seven goals. Like, his career low, seven goals. First year in Edmonton, he, he got nine in 55 games. But I think 11 of those came in, like, the first month of the year. And yeah. now, so far this season, 18 games, three goals, six points. Like mm. mm. <laughs> So, uh, well, it's, I mean, you you don't forget how to score goals. I mean, he did, right? (laughs) You don't, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking at just there. I mean, with Edmonton for the next decade, they'll go as far as Drysdale and McDavid can take them, which is tough. Not normally how you want to go into a postseason wanting your offense to lead you. I, I just, I still don't feel like at the end of the day, you don't you see far more two one playoff games than you do six five, and that's if you're gonna rely on six five to win playoffs games and, and games and series, I just feel like that's a really dangerous dangerous proposition, and and because I mean even think think about it. Well, like can has anybody really done it? Just a straight up offensive offense only. No, like I, somebody averaging like those, four those, goals. those teams don't those teams don't even go, go to the cup final three and a half, you know, like team averaging three and a half goals a, a game in the postseason. It just it just I don't know. I, somebody's probably thinking, well, yeah, this team did it and got to the final four. But I mean, just big picture, those teams just don't have success. Yeah, No, be, well, be, because usually what happens to those teams is they run into the hot goalie or they have a team yeah. that yeah. that plays very a very sound defensive structure. 
and they just shut them shut them down completely yeah for for two weeks and then their season's over and they're trying to figure out well why couldn't we score Toronto the last two years Toronto the last two years yeah. to be sure that's a great I mean, I mean I mean well and even here I mean during 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 those those miserable wing playoff runs where they had where the the wings could only score on the power play yeah and it was like like well, what? Like why can't we score five on five guys? Yeah. We can. <laughs> yeah. but when they got Jagaird and then they got uh, Kippersoft. Yeah, Jagaird's pads were way too big. Yeah, well, I I knew that was coming. I mean, we might as well talk about Cal Tano and not winning the Holy Davidson. I mean, that's first thing. Okay, every I'm, time I'm, scares I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As soon as the NHL implemented the rule and made the goalies shrink their pads down, all of a sudden Jagir couldn't stop a snowball. He really couldn't. That's actually very true. So, um, I also, I'm going to say this in duck. I kind of, I kind of, kind of like what Montreal's putting out there on a on a game in game out basis. I do kind of like the, the the two little depth defense signings. Yeah, getting bringing in Marilyn Gustafson. I like that they brought in Stahl. Like, well, well, here's the thing. I think Bergevin, Bergevin, he's his job is on the line. Yeah, like I, I think if Montreal does not win a round or they get embarrassed in the first round, I think he's gone. Well, now let me. I mean, we're we're cruising pretty clearly towards a Toronto, Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Yeah. Does does the loser of the Toronto, Montreal series is their GM gone? I mean, could Dubois be gone? Or I don't. Uh, I don't uh, think. Dubois, I don't. They're not going to fire Dubois. But I. I. I think if if Toronto doesn't at least make it to the final four, there's there's gonna there's gonna be some there's gonna be some there's gonna be a major shakeup somewhere in that lineup um, this off season. Um, just, just, just like I feel, I feel Edmonton is, is due for a major shakeup, but I don't know how they're, how they would do it because they don't have the picks no. and they don't have, there's not a ton of cap space there. Yeah. And, I, I, I don't, and, 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 you know, and Nugent Hopkins is, is UFA this year and he would like to stay there. And I, and I know they would like to keep him there, but I mean, I, I don't know where they go from there and I don't. And I think the Oilers' problem is now. Maybe the Oilers just thinking like their their big acquisition is going to be getting Clefbaum back next season. You know, like I mean that that can be a, a you know that that's your big acquisition possibly if you're if everyone's healthy. But but yeah, I I think I truly believe that Toronto Montreal those two teams there's going to be shakeups there. Um. I, I hate going backwards, but we did miss that. And I think something that could be underrated for the Capitals that they actually did bring in Michael Roffel too. Oh yeah. That's a good, a good little a signing. Yeah. Good bottom line player for a fifth round pick. And that's, um, a, play, that's a playoff player. Yeah. That's the, I just, while I'm scrolling through and looking at it, I just, just, that was one of the late, late trades that came up there, but you know, getting back to where, I mean, with stall on board in, in let's assume just I'm with the with the one assumption I'm going to put in, in place here that Carey Price is playing well. Right. Where is Montreal weak? Where they where they've always been weak up front. See, I the, it's tough to trust, but they actually have they have some depth up there. Kotkaniemi, Stahl, Druin, Anderson. I mean. We made fun of the Anderson thing, but he's pushing twenty goals, I believe. Oh, yeah, no, no, Anderson. Foley's top 
10 in the league in goals. I, I the Gallagher injury is going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, and then they also lost, um, who didn't they lose somebody else? Uh, UL Amiya is out too. So, uh, but you know, Corey Perry is a pain in the ass. And in while I was watching, um, hockey night this weekend, you know, they were talking about how one of the things that Montreal, you know, the, I'm going to air quote weak, but you know, they're, they're easy to play against. And they kept showing clips after clips of now with guys like Corey Perry and Eric Stahl, that they're not going to be easy to play against. They're not going to yeah. be pushed over. And if, if they do start playing with an edge and, you know, guys continue to kind of play well, um, I'm looking at you to and, you know, Anderson being leading that um, is Ben Chirac going to be healthy for the playoffs? He's on their cat. He might, maybe he might already have returned. Maybe, and um, I don't yeah, even... he, mm, yeah, I, I think he will be. So, I mean, if you bring in Sherrod back, you know, Gustafson, Merrill, and Kulak playing, um, because Romanoff's going to be on the fifth spot, and then you know, a good combination of guys for the sixth. If Carey Price is is sharp, I, the the idea that Toronto's just going to walk over Montreal, I think, well, I yeah. think that's nobody should really expect that. I mean, and and, and also. It's just a that's a rivalry. That's the other right? you you Absolutely. you get up for the you know you get a playoff series against your arch rival, you know you're gonna you're gonna come to play. Yeah, that's um, a, that's another really good point too. I mean, but I mean, look 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 looking at Montreal. I mean, Tyler Toffoli leads him with 19, but I mean, majority of those 19 goals came against Canucks. Yeah, that's true. Too. You know, that is true. <laughs> like I think almost half of those came against Canucks. Um, Gallagher and Anderson are both tied at 14. Then, then your next leading goal scorer is Jeff Petrie at 11. Yeah, so they do need, so they need, they need their, 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 up, their guys up front to do best. So, to do more. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no, no doubt. I mean, Eric's Eric Stahl, I mean, he's, he was in Buffalo. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of give him a pass for his, uh, his, 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 uh, his four, his four goals, seven assists for right now. You know, I mean, he he did score the overtime game winner in his first game with Montreal, right? Yeah. But I mean, I it's 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 going to be for Montreal for Montreal. It's 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 going to be all it's going to be all about that Fair defense and and the goaltending and no because if, if they they don't want to get into a, a a shootout against Toronto. I don't think they really. If, I mean, you know. any of the Canadian teams. <laughs> I, I think that seriously, they don't want to have to shoot out with any Canadian yeah. team. You know, right? You don't because because if you're looking like, all right, well, we're gonna have to score four tonight. We're gonna have to score at least four tonight, guys. Right. Like, well, pff, pack them up. Right. <laughs> you know? No, that's that's fair. That's pack fair. them up because it's not gonna last that long for you. So, and that, as we're talking, um, Montreal just beat the Leafs four two. It'll so, be interesting I mean, to see how they do down the stretch. Yeah, they, you know, they they have they have two games against Calgary, then Ottawa, then three against Edmonton, then three against Calgary, then Toronto, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Toronto, Ottawa, two against Toronto, then end with two against Edmonton. So, so they don't they don't have a lot left against Western Canada. I think you said Edmonton and Vancouver, Edmonton for yeah. two and Vancouver for two, and that was it. I think I heard a lot of Toronto and Ottawa on that. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're 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 actually done with Vancouver. 
Okay, yeah. Before yeah, Vancouver got right. hit. So, yep. so it's just Calgary and Edmonton. Oh, you did say some Calgary. Okay. Yeah, just what, a lot of Calgary. I, I mean the, I mean they, I would, they, they, they get five against Calgary and the Flames are, are are chasing them. So I mean I guess technically those games are gonna matter, but I Calgary, I mean, has to start. I mean, they basically gotta win them all. Because yeah. you know, they're six points yeah. behind. I don't think this is updated yet. So they're six points behind. They're probably now eight points behind eight, with yeah. two games in hand. So they basically gotta in regulation get victories over. Yeah, um, yeah. That 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 two four and one record against the Ottawa Senators is really kind of rearing its ugly head for the Calgary Flames right now. Yeah, no kidding. Because because as we talked about, the Edmonton Oilers got eight. They got eighteen out of eighteen points against against Ottawa. If Calgary, they they get they only got five. They get so, ten. So this is I know this is you know sugar and nuts and all that stuff, but. Ottawa against the rest of the that division then? Not too shabby. Yeah, they're 13, <laughs> 16, and 4. Yeah. That's downright respectable. If yeah. you take out all the losses to Edmonton, if they're 0-9 against Edmonton, that means they're 13, 16, and 4 against everybody else. I mean, I think there I think there was at least one overtime loss in there somewhere, but yeah. Good good on regardless, man. yeah. Yeah. Well, I, but like I said, I mean, Detroit wins this game. Detroit, if they if they hold on to this game, they're going to be 15, 23, and 6. You know, yeah, not, sure, they're going to be minus 41 goals, but at the end of the day, you know, they're going to have 36 points in 43 games when they had 39 points in 71 games last year. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me with that? Yeah, improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's and that and that's all we wanted this year, for, for, as Wings fans. We just wanted some improvement. And and you know there was, you know, you made the point multiple times in the off season that there was no there was no way they weren't going to be better, given that you know it was no longer Jonathan Erickson, Madison Bowie, and Alex Biega. It was and Trevor uh, Daly and right and Trevor yeah. Daly. It was going to be Stahl, Stetcher, Merrill was going to be getting time. You know, DeKaiser was back from injury. It, it, it would, they were going to be a better team. There was no way around it with the signings that Steve Eisman made, even though they're all one year deals, that they were going to be a better team. And, and sure enough, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and you, the goaltending, you know, the goaltending is good. Yeah. Is, you know, is, is I mean, there, there's, there's, there's very few games this year where, where you can look at the wings losing and go, well, that's on the goalie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, even even the blowouts is kind of like, well, you know, they phoned it in. Yeah, man, Larkin just got absolutely robbed. Reimer just robbed Lark. Reimer's robbed Larkin three times in this game. Okay, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Larkin, like, I mean, Larkin is he's had a bit of a of of a just bad puck luck yeah. lately, you know, I- and. I'm still very high on Dylan Larkin on in, in this team. And I still think that there's a very, you know, Bertuzzi and get him a get him a left winger, which may be Zadina now. Yeah. But um or Matthew Kachuk. Going forward <laughs> or Matthew Kachuk. But I, I still think that Dylan Larkin is, is can can be a number one center on a team that's good. Can be one C oh. on a team that's good. I I, I I still do have that faith. Um, well, he, and, again, and, he hasn't been in a position to, to do that more often than not. And honestly, when they were, I mean, the times that it was Mantha Bertuzzi and Larkin, they did do things. They, they were good. They yeah. were a very good line. 
So getting just rebuilding that, I think, is, is, is huge. And the other thing I, I, I love about Larkin is he's, he's a two-way player. Yeah, I, I do like that, too. I like He's a two-way team, player. I, I love seeing that Zadina seems to be really intent on becoming one, too. I've been really happy with that. And, and while, while we're talking a little bit of wings, because I do, I do want to talk how schizophrenic Chicago was, but I also want to talk about um, Mark Stahl. And I, and I texted you about an hour before the deadline saying that I actually kind of hope they don't trade Mark Stahl. And my, my thought process behind that was, I really, I don't know if he would take a one-year deal, but I would like another year of Stahl and Stetcher because Stetcher oh, was signed yeah. on a two-year deal and they've yeah. just been so good. And I think it, it's, I think you're going to be looking at um, DeKaiser's under contract next year, his yep. final year. Um, Heronic is a uh, RFA, so you know he's going to be back. Yeah. I would like that to be my top four. Um, I know some people think that Satter will be here. I don't, just because that's not the Red Wing way. I don't I think, think he'll he, start. I think he, w- he would be a late season call. Yes. He will not be on the opening night roster. Um, but my hope would then be um, like a Chalowski, Lindstrom. Yeah. As they're going to be five, six, seven. And the seventh is either going to be Christian juice or another John Merrill type free agent. One-year guy. Yeah. I mean, well, well, one, one, one kid who I, who I just felt really bad for because, you know, he got, he got hurt and like, he's finally healthy now is uh, McIsaac. Yes. Yeah. I saw that too. I saw that too. You know, and cause he, he was made like, I, that, that's a guy I've been, you know, I've been following him and, I was excited to to for him to to really get a chance. I still I think him and him and him and Setter will be eight nine next year. The eighth yeah. ninth defenseman. He'll be like I said. If you're telling if you were to tell me that opening night it's going to be, um, one is going to be Heronic and 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 uh, DeKaiser. Two is going to be Stalin Stetcher. Three is going to be Chalowski and what I'm going to say free agent one year signing. It could be juice. It wouldn't surprise me if it was juice, but it could be another Merrill's type. And yeah. then the next guy up is going to be Lindstrom, Gustav Lindstrom, who's in the lineup tonight, actually. Yep. Followed by, okay, when somebody, when DeKaiser eventually gets hurt or Stahl, you know, is old and needs time off, then the next guy's up will be Saturn McIsaac. And I would, I would be very happy with that. I, I hope that Steve Eisman doesn't go crazy signing a whole bunch of whole bunch more defensemen to one year deals. Yeah. Um, I think the, like I said, and even, I guess I didn't even get, if he let stall walk and decide to bring back juice and it was juice and Stetcher. I, I just feel like, you know, we've seen so many stats saying that, that Stetcher and stall have been good today or yeah, have been man, so yeah. good this year. So I, yeah. just, I, I really kind of want to keep that pair together if we can. Yeah, and and also, I mean, Eisenman's he he has to he has to keep some money money in a cap for uh for signing South Jones in two years, right? And and you know, eventually the 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 you know you're gonna you don't go get Kachuk unless you can keep him. Um, yeah. So you definitely want to make sure that you have money to sign him, big big deal long term, while we're living in Walt's world. And then you just you know then you see what's gonna happen when you when you uh, trade for uh, Quentin Byfield. <laughs> Hey, listen. If you say if you say enough crazy things, eventually something will come out true, right? All right, let me know how that works out. And I'm right trying now. to understand why the Wings James just got knocked off, and there's tennis on right now. Um, because Nino Nita Ryder just scored, so they thought the Valleys would go elsewhere. I don't know. 
But Nino Ryder did just score. Yeah, it's the hell. Come on. Unless, let's see, are the Tigers in a rain delay? Nope, nope. Tigers are still very much playing. Okay. All right, Bally, you're on my list now. Oh, boy. I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to hear the Walt look at some point. I'd like you to run through the, the list. Um, so do you know what Chicago's doing? Yes. Because they made a lot of moves, and I don't know what if they ever really got <laughs> Well, you know, they're just, you know. They traded so many interchange. Go from, from April 2nd through today. They did a lot, and I don't really know if they got any better anywhere. I mean, they got some, they got some more assets. They got, some, they got, they got a bunch of picks. They, that's the thing. They didn't, they didn't get a bunch of picks. They, well, they, didn't got, picks. Uh, they, got, oh, they got two from Megas. I'm sorry. So they got yeah, two, two from Vegas, Vegas and then they and got another. Then they got they got one. From, they got one from Vancouver. But then they sent one to Vancouver too. And they sent one to Vegas. Oh yeah, they sent the fifth round pick. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they they the the pick part was net plus one. So here's here's what they did. April second they get, they trade Vinny Hino, Hino trade to get Vinny Hinoshra back for Brad Morrison. That's a plus because Hinoshra, I, nobody knows who Brad Morrison is. Hinoshra was a former Hawk that had success there. Okay, cool. I did they do with the, the Florida trade on the eighth? They trade Connolly, they trade for Connolly, Riley Stillman, and Henrik Borgstrom for Lucas Walmark and uh, Lucas Carlson. I, I what, what did you? I don't know what the point of that. I don't, they're where, just making trades to make trades. They, yeah, they're bored. Adam got that for Matthew Highmore. Okay, so we're going to treat a fourth line player for a fourth line player. Cool, Carl Soderberg. That deal makes sense. I'm okay with them. You know, the abs wanting that a depth center while that that's familiar with them while, you know, they basically signed Soderbergh because like within three weeks of the season starting, they lost Kirby doc and Jonathan Taves. So they needed a center Iceman and that's where the, the, the Soderbergh deal was. Yeah. That's where that knee came in. Yeah. And then they flip Matthias Janmark who I, you know, I creating a space, on the lineup, Madison Bowie, I don't know if he ever suited up. The Blackhawks just made so many trades, and I don't know what the point of any of them were. Um, Stan Bowman was bored. I, does, I mean, do you disagree? I mean, do you I mean, Yeah, that? no, because it's not like – I'm like, because I feel like, well, may, maybe they're making, making, making cap space, but none of those were big money deals. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. The, I, I don't know. It was just like I kept seeing all these Blackhawks trades. You know, they've made six trades in the last 10 days, and I don't know if they're better or worse than when they started. The same. <laughs> they literally are the same. Like, like when you go to the eye doctor, better, worse, or the same? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a good way of putting it. Um, the Well, the team that they're, the Blackhawks are chasing in the playoffs, National Predators, they made a move. Um Get some defensive depth. Well, nah, yeah, d- defensive depth. Eric, they uh, send a defenseman, Brandon for Fortano, and a seventh round pick in 2023 for, and they get Eric Branson in return. I mean, it's some de- depth at defense for for the Predators who you just can't see this. They've had so many issues with defensive health, 
So like yeah. that move totally makes sense. I mean, for the the Predators team three weeks ago, everyone was looking at them as you know the t- sellers, and they were going to be the kingmakers basically because yep. they they had the they had Ekholm. You know that that's who everyone was, was calling about, and well, now they're. I mean. <laughs> they got a four point cushion on, on the Blackhawks right now. Really a truly remarkable comeback. Yeah. So because because there was no, I mean, they're still without some of their top forwards. I mean, Forsberg's out. I mean, Ekholm is Ryan Ellis is still out. So it's not like they've gotten this remarkably healthy. They, the guys that just, I guess, Tolvan has improved and Rocco Gamaldi scored some big goals, but I don't know. That's that is a, a really impressive turnaround, kind of out of thin air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the one no one saw coming. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, and again, like I said, try to recredit a zoo. Good on them. Yep. Um, but yeah, so uh, their their leading goal scorers are Philip Forsberg and Kelly and Kelly Yonkrock, both with eleven. Yeah. Wow. Meanwhile, the rest, like the the. Carolina didn't really make any changes, which, you know, why would you? Well, so I, Carolina, they, 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 they wanted, they inquired early on about Travis Hamannick out of Vancouver. Okay. But Hamannick said no. He, did, he doesn't want to get moved. He wants to stay in Western Canada. Right. For, he for, was fam- a- for family issues. So, like, he, and, and as far, I mean, in Carolina, I mean, it, I, kind of look at the hurricanes i mean what what do you need to do yeah what yeah what are you <laughs> no, adding I, and, and not just what are you adding but what do you what are you giving up i mean because they, they just they just have their draft picks you know this year no they they have and they have they have three picks in the seventh round but one you know just what one pick in the first one pick in the second so i mean i mean do you want do you do you want to get rid of all your draft picks or you know no, I mean, it's, they, it's I mean, just, given what Tampa did, because that was, again, that's some pretty, the, the, the way to get Savard was pretty slick. Yeah. Um, and, and that really shores up, not that they were bad defensively, because obviously no, they're not, yeah. but now they, it's just one less need, obviously, on the back end for them. Well, and um, then and then also with Tampa, I mean, their their big their biggest acquisition is going to be Kucherov, Kucherov, for sure, being healthy, hundred so. <laughs> percent, um, no doubt about that. And then um, and Florida picking up Florida made you know again they had that trade with the Blackhawks where I don't know if they got better or worse, but bringing in Brandon Montour and Sam Bennett, yeah, that makes Florida, Florida some that is that is a really good roster. And 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 Sam Bennett. Is a playoff, playoff performer. Yeah. He's a guy who was gonna who in a playoffs. He he's he was made made for playoff hockey. Hundred percent. So so the Panthers just got a lot tougher too. Um. So Jeez. funny. <laughs> I was watching uh, NHL Network and they were talking about the Lightning and um EJ Raddick who does who d- does an awesome job with the NHL Network and everything. Sure. Um. He he asked Bruce Boudreau. They're talking about the Lightning. He said he said he said you know like. You, you were a coach. You, you, the Lightning. They're doing fine with with without Kucherov. They're playing great. When he comes back, I mean, 
where, where are you going to do? Do you maybe try to find a slot, put him, or, or are you going to, are you going to sit a guy down? Boudreaux goes, yeah, I don't care what that other guy is doing. He's better than him. So he's going back in his slot and that guy will figure something out for you later. <laughs> kind of dumbass. I mean, but seriously, <laughs> I mean, no, but, we're gonna put we're gonna put Kucherov on the fourth line because our top three seem to really have it rolling right now. Right? Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> he's like he's like what? It it was it was just funny. It was because I I, I understand what he was trying to get at. He's like I, like you're, like do you 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 know you have good obviously you have good chemistry going. Do you really want to break it up? And Bruce Boudreaux's like yeah, I'd break it up in a heartbeat and not even think twice about it. I don't. Well, and and Bruce, he's like he's like he's like I don't, I don't care if the guy who replaced him scored forty goals. You're sitting, yeah. <laughs> Be, because here's the thing: it's not, it isn't a, it's a deadline acquisition, but it's not a new player, right? Yeah, they they know how to play with Kucherov. They just won a Stanley Cup with Kucherov. They yes. will fit him in perfectly fine. So yeah, I don't I don't foresee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll, yeah they'll be. Does it, it? It just that was what I It just made me chuckle. Yeah, and I could see, it's, and I can even see a Boudreau responding to it too, and that's hilarious. Like well. just straight deadpan. He's playing. I'm putting him where he goes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and for those of you that don't know, he plays. He would be on the right side with Point and Pollock. Yeah, he's, right? do, that's, that's he's playing he on the first do. line. He's playing on the first power play. He's playing yeah. on the second power play. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he'd be playing with Point and Pilat, and then that would leave with what Stamkos, Kalorn, and Sorelli. Yeah, and oh, good God, it's stacked. That's just not even fair. And 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 re- and remember, Carter Verhage couldn't couldn't get a spot in his lineup. He's a 30, 20 goal <laughs> scorer in, in Florida. I know. Just remember that, you know, yeah. and it's that's nuts to me. Uh, like see, seeing what he's doing, it's like, oh man, you couldn't. Hmm. Um. So an- another, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, who we talked about, they are everyone's like favorite to win the cup this year. <laughs> they learned lessons um, by adding a goalie. Mm-hmm. Um. Devin Dubnik, I mean, he's not Devin Dubnik of five years ago that led the Minnesota Wild on, on that crazy run to the playoffs, but, I mean, I feel like he's an upgrade from for what they have as far as a backup. Now, the Avalanche, I'm sure the Avalanche, if you're an Avalanche fan, you're hoping, praying to whatever God it is you pray to that you don't have to see. Um, <laughs> You don't have to see Dubnik in that. Yeah. You're 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 really you're really just hoping that it's just it's going to be Grubauer and he's going to be fine and right, but you know he Dubnik is an upgrade from what they have right now mm-hmm. as a backup and that was and again you know we we talked about it you know they were they're playing Michael Hutchinson end up playing Hutchinson and and game seven of a playoff series mm-hmm. they almost won. Granted, they, they almost won. They did, but you still ended up playing Michael Hutchison in Game Seven of the playoff series. Yeah, where I feel you probably rather go ahead and not do that. Yeah, where <laughs> now it's who actually and so they got Jonas jo- uh, Johansson to yep. from Buffalo. So they literally have like they're like five defensemen deep or five goalies deep. Yeah, and they who have Hunter, Hunter Miska. He he was their opening night backup, right? 
Yeah. Miska's it was Grubauer, Miska, and now what? Dubnik and and uh, Johansson. Yeah. Yeah, they they put themselves in a good position defensively. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or or, 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 or goaltending wise. Well, yeah. Um, and and they and they they got their you know they 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 add they add they added defensively yeah. you know with 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 Nimeth and you know with with Eric Johnson being out. Is Eric Johnson? Do you know? Out for the year, um, he's on long, long time uh, LTIR. So I don't. He's not. Pro- I'm looking here. It's saying he's projected May eighth. So it looks like he'll he might be back in time for playoffs. But you know that I, could change. I mean, is he seriously? Isn't when is is his entire career spent been spent on long term IR? It's well, it's an upper body. I, I think know. last time it was a lower body. So yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but I I buy that. You know, I don't, yeah. <laughs> you see, my through five scoreless. Look at that. Yeah, uh, wings win three to one. And so now we can officially say they had in 28 less games, or they're in 40, so what, 44 games played now, I think, is what this would be because they're 43 here. So 44 games played, they have 36 points after having 39 points. In seventy-one last year. Yep. Uh, Bernier, your number one star of the night, thirty-seven saves on thirty-eight shots. Rasmussen, your second star, two apples today for uh, for Rasmussen. I'm your third star, two goals on on uh, twenty-nine shots. So, so couple couple of I I don't I don't I hate to keep going back to the wings, but just since there's a lot going on, and and well, let let's actually finish with that that Western Division. Because okay. did anybody else really do anything else in the West? I mean, they, Vegas added. Um, they added Yanmark from Chicago, yeah. but they had to they had to get creative because Vegas has like no money. Right. Um, I'm sure Vegas probably would have liked to add someone else, but again, yeah. they have no cap space. <laughs> Chandler Stevenson's their number one center, and that's probably a bit of a. Seems a little bit wrong. They they still haven't addressed their major problem from eight, from last season. Grit, grit, dirty goal scoring. Yep. Okay. Still haven't addressed it. Well, they did. They got Alex Petrangelo. That was how they chose to address it. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I know. That's, I mean, that's... he can fire bombs from the point all night. Who's who's cleaning up the rebounds and scoring? Uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, St. Louis has literally not made a trade this year. See, I, I feel like the Blues. Interesting. They're kind of just. They're just gonna sit there, and they're and they're gonna. You know, just gonna. It's just kind of like that. Oh, well, well, Doug Armstrong is. He's not shy about pulling the trigger or pulling the shoot if he if he if he really needed to. Um, I feel like mate, they. I heard they did get some calls on Mike Hoffman, but. They kind of decided, mm, well, let's stick with them and let's see, because you know, they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. And and you're and I think they're just kind of hoping that, you know, Mike Hoffman can sort it out and do something this off do something this postseason, assuming they make the playoffs. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the game in hand and a point up on Arizona, I don't know how seriously you take Arizona. Although the other thing is I, I feel like they're, they, I, I, and I thought so, they've won three straight. And I, one of those three straight was a nine-to-one drubbing over Minnesota. So maybe yeah. they got the ship righted. Maybe they had one of those team meetings and it actually did something for them. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, they're healthy. They're getting healthier. Yeah, that, so, that is the other thing. So, so okay. I think they're just kind of hoping that they, they kind of pull it together and, um, and, and, and they can go from there. Um, you know, Jordan Bennington is playing has played a lot better than last week. You know, he's you know, I, I don't he he's a goalie I would I would I would have an absolute joy playing against. Why is that? Because I would get in his head. Okay. And I would just stay there. I just live in his head. <laughs> Free rent living in my mind. Oh, just, just be, because because he gets he gets so annoyed and rattled with guys. Oh yeah! Like, oh, that's right. Because I remember him getting pulled yeah. against San Jose and how hilarious that was. Like yeah, and like like he's a guy that like I'm like oh I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna bother you all night long, buddy. God, that's <laughs> right. I forgot about that. That is that is sad. Like, I'll, I'll go go ahead, slash me, punch me in the back, cross check me, do all that stuff. You're worried about me to pop up oh, the pucks in the nut, and I'll tell you that too. <laughs> hey you you missed that one dude what a, check your glove I, I i have a little bit of a hard time reconciling the walt i know with hockey wall <laughs> the walt i know is just it's just a sweetheart of a human and then hockey wall just does uh, that sound like a good man <laughs> well it's you know yeah it's it's one of my joys i get i get I, to listen, just be a you know just like god bless you I mean, I mean, when 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 you when you ask a goalie if there's a hole in his glove, or you know, they get, <laughs> oh, mean. or just like, oh man, you almost had that one, dude. You almost <laughs> had that one. I've literally, pat like pat a goalie on the head, like it's okay, buddy. <laughs> Stop it! Oh my god, you you are the worst. <laughs> yeah. Love it, hey, but you're the worst. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's on the ice, <laughs> you know. I know. It's, it's just it, on it, the it, ice, you know. Very true. I. I, I try to be a nice person. I feel like I am a good person. You like, are a good person in everyday life. Yes, but but yeah, your so your your reaction is not very much different than um my 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 better half's reaction because she hears the stories of me playing hockey. She's like, "You're such a dick." Yeah, <laughs> just it just doesn't compute. It doesn't mesh. Like, well, so, you know, but hey, hey. You, you do you. You do you. Listen, on the ice, you leave it there, and that's perfect. Listen, listen. There, there need someone. Someone has to be the bad guy. Yeah, that's right. You know, somebody, somebody has to be the villain, and I don't, I don't mind being the villain when I'm playing on the ice. But my teammates love me, though, and that's that's what matters. Know, that is what matters. My teammates love me. And and let me let me ask you because I'm sure that this is true. If you were a free agent, I'm sure everybody would want you. Oh yeah, you're one of those players. Those players in the room. Yeah. I I keep the room light. (laughs) Like everybody, every fan base can talk about how much they hate Brad Marchand. Oh, yeah. But if Boston made Brad Marchand available, you'd take him in a heartbeat. Every team's calling for him. Oh, yeah. Every team's calling for him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did did you see him do his little, uh, his little weasel flex last week in the game? No, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, he's get, got got into a little shoving match against a guy who doesn't fight, and then like flexes his his muscles like after. Just, of course like, he did. Just a straight like, yeah, you're just a like, and and he knows it. Of and, course he does. And and it's one of those things where it's like, 
if if you told if you tell him, hey, Brad, don't do that. I don't I don't think he's as good of a player. He's yeah. not effective if he's if he's not doing that stuff. I agree. No, you don't. You you don't you don't stop a player. You gotta let a, you gotta let that. Yeah, you absolutely have to let it play out. But yeah, like so you got a lot of player be himself. With, with with that being said, another playoff series I'm really hoping for is Washington Boston because they've had some battles this this season when they played. And I I mean the fact that Chara like was ready to rag down Marshawn in the game. Yeah. There's like you have to wonder though. Like I wonder like how 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 long has Zidane Chara wanted to just rag down Brad Marshawn? I bet you a very long time. <laughs> There's gonna be. I mean I. Captain Obvious maybe a little bit here, but there's going to be a lot of really good teams that are going to be out after round one round based on this play. Yeah. They'd be done after one game or one round. Yeah. And, and, and I remember like we, we kind of talked about that at the beginning of the season. And because we're especially looking at the East, I mean, now, now granted, I mean, I don't, the, the Flyers are way worse than what we anticipated them being. I mean, but I mean, look, you look how well the Rangers have played. I mean, and I think the the Rangers they just they they lost too many games early on. They gave yeah. away too many points early on, and they're paying for it. And now the Flyers they can't beat the Sabers. Yeah. So no, the Flyers. I mean, we can stop talking about the Flyers. Yeah, they're done. I mean, the the Flyers are done. That that's and that's another that's another team. I feel like this off season they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have a makeover this off season. Yeah. In Philadelphia. But but where you were going with that is 100% right. Some combination of Washington, the Islanders, the Penguins, and the Bruins, two of those teams are going to be done after one round. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. And th- I mean, that's, that's, that is, that's really going to be kind of crazy to think about. I mean, and I mean, yeah, Carolina, Tampa, Florida. I mean, more than like it's going to be Nashville. Like I feel, I mean, Dallas has three games at hand, but over the Predators, but they're they're still, I mean, they're six points back, and right, they've run out of games in hand, and they've not made up enough ground. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of we'll we'll see. So the only the only thing I the only thing that could to me that could really change that division, the the Central would be, and I don't even know if there is enough time because they'd have to get up to shape. Would be as if there was a, a Tavares or a Sagan. Or uh, I'm sorry, I said Tavares. If there was a Taves or a Sagan, if either oh, of them came back, I don't. Um, well, Taves isn't, um, and I and I I think Sagan's. I don't think Sagan's coming back. And and so then I'm in. The weird thing is that it's almost hard to believe that Nashville can really keep up this new pace. You know, this eight and I mean, they technically they don't have to win eight out of every ten, but it's almost hard to believe that Nashville's going to keep up the pace that they're on. Right. Yeah. I mean. I, yeah. I don't. But oh, hang on! Oh, Sagan could return April twenty six. So you figure that they probably are going to play. So April twenty six is two weeks. I mean, tread water. I mean, they can so tread water and just stay. Two weeks is going to be probably seven games. They're going to have maybe ten games. They'll be on a ten game sprint, basically. Right, yeah, and I mean, and here's the, they're doing it with Joe Pavelski, who's just. Yeah. Found the fountain youth. I mean, him and Rupe Hints. Yeah, you know they're 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 really they're really pull they're pulling uh pulling the cart there. But hey, I mean, been good net. Yep. So so is Kadobin, um, because Ben Bishop isn't going to play until I don't know when. 
Let's see. I'm looking. Oh, he. Oh, so Bishop's in this game with the Taxi Squad, and they're saying he could return April 26th as well. But I don't know why they'd rush. I mean, I what? I mean, with what Ottinger and Kudobin has done, Kudobin has done. I don't. I mean, is it even really necessary? And 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 again, Ben Bishop. If he does not feel, if he feels 98, percent he's not going to play. Nah, like nah. that's just. I mean, I'm not. I'm not digging at the guy, but that's just how he. That's his. That's his rep. If he he has to feel 100. percent If he if he's at 99, no, nah, I'm not going tonight. Goalies I'm gonna are, sit. Goalies are a weird breed. I mean, you know, I mean, he has had a lot of injuries in his career, so right. I guess you know. Hmm. Um, so I hate to do this, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it back to Detroit here. Okay. Um, you know, in, in, in kind of talk about, you know, off the top, you'd mentioned it, you know, the, the list of guys that you wanted to, that could potentially get and traded being, you know, stall. I, I think the three that I'm really looking at are stall helm and, 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 um, Glenn Denning all being in their last year of their contract, you know, pretty easy to move. And, and I wonder more so with, with Glenn Denning being the, the number one in this group is that, you know, there's always talk, well, you can, you can bring them back in the off season. I would love to know the numbers of how many teams traded somebody at the deadline, an, a, a pending UFA traded somebody in the deadline. And then that guy went back and signed with the team that traded them. Oh, so I, I, it's the most talked about as like, oh, well, it could happen thing that never happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. And I really feel like there's a part of me that really wonders if the, if the trades weren't made for Glendening one stall two helm three, because I might want them around if and he knows that the, the likelihood of getting somebody to resign after being traded isn't very good. Yeah. Um, and I, and I really, I really do mean it mostly with Glenn Denning. Um, you know, he's 31. Could you sign him to another? Cause I think he's coming off a four-year deal. Could you sign him to another four-year deal at 1.8 million? Maybe, maybe, maybe 2 million, a small raise um, to just keep doing what he's doing. Um, and that fourth line and holding the fourth line down. Um, I know I've, I've talked about, you know, not really wanting veterans <laughs> and ready to see kids, but let's face it. I, you know, coming off the books next year, I don't expect Helm. I don't accept Fipula and I don't accept Gagne to be resigned. So there's going to be some openings in this roster. Yeah. And I feel like there, there needs to be some consistency. And I'm wondering if a guy like Luke Lindenning is the reason why Eisman didn't trade him even though there was probably some people who would would really want him was because that long-term he knows that he wants him here still. And that was why that deal, no deal got done for Luke Glendening. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Luke Glendening. I, I would, I, if he, if he were to resign here and stay here at his off season, that wouldn't make me a happy man. Well, and it's, it's like you said, it's you, um, He's the, the exact – and I don't project that the Wings will be a, a cup contender um, in four years, but he is the kind of player that you need to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, yes. he really is that exact kind of player. Um, you know, he was, you know, Darren Helm, you know, Darren Helm the, in 08-09, that kind of guy. And um, I don't know, it just 
it's it's interesting because there's so few guys signed to this team next year, even. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's bare bones. I mean, there's gonna be some ro- there's gonna be some roster openings for sure. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean you're you're I mean now you're assuming that we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with Rasmussen and Sveshnikov. They're both RFA. Um, as is think- out of Bertuzzi, and but and that that's another thing. I I I kind of wonder. And I, I brought this up to you last week, and you just immediately shot it down. But if Tyler Bertuzzi's healthy, is Tyler Bertuzzi, does Tyler Bertuzzi get moved out today too? You know, it's it's actually really funny that you said that because when you texted me about the Mantha deal and I was trying to find details on it because you just said the Mantha to Washington and I didn't know what the, the thing was, um, didn't know what the, the, the return was on it, and I was doing searches. All the searches didn't put them together. Could Mantha – and were too like they were for you know on Google you do a search you click news and you get to all the things with news so you know anything that had Mantha did say Man- could Mantha or Bertuzzi be dealt today and so I I went to thought so I really went to thought so I you know and and that's why I was so quick to shoot it down um I, have you ever once questioned Tyler Bertuzzi's motivation no <laughs> and that's why I I. He is somebody that I think doesn't – I don't want to say he doesn't need talent around him. That's, that's not exactly what I want to say. But I think he is exactly the kind of player you want on a team that you're building with. I think he is a player that you build around. Um, a top six that, as you always mentioned, goes into the corners. Clearly has a good rapport with Larkin on the ice. Um, and in, in, I really expect him to be – him Larkin and now that Manta's gone, him Larkin and Zadina basically is now going to be your number one line next year and everything is going to fall into place around that. So I, I would be shocked to hear that there was a trade. I'd also, you know, you said, you know, like you said, Rasmussen and, and Sevechnikov going to be UFAs or RFAs. I feel like they've done enough to, to warrant a contract. Um, yeah. You know, what we've seen from them this year. Um, I'd like to see both of them back. Um, and then outside of that, the only other guys under contract are, you know, Nemestikov, Fabry, and, um, I, you know, um, Panic, who they, you know, because he has got some deal left. Verona's an RFA, arbitration eligible. It'll be interesting to see if they even bother tendering him an offer or, you know, did Eisman just take that to make the, make the money work? Yeah, I, I think that's what he – I mean, we'll see. Um, I mean, Verona's 25. Yeah, I mean, it's not like, still, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel like he's going to have a place here. I mean, he, he scored 20 goals not that long ago if Ron did it. So, yeah, 25 last year, 24 the year before that. Yeah. Um, 52 points last year, 47 before the year before that. And I know that, you know, like we said, he obviously did that with much more talented players. But I think at the end of the day, the goal will be if you sign him to a three year deal, that there will be much more talented players around here by the time that deal expires. Right. Yeah. And and also you forget we got one more year of Franz. Yeah, the, I did forget that. Trust me, I forgot that. I definitely forgot that because I really wanted to forget that. Yeah, one more year, Franz. One more. Well, here, but again, it, I think Ken Daniels during the it wasn't was it the Carolina game? Might have been the Carolina game. Who did we play before Carolina? Was it the Nashville series? Yeah. Okay, so I think it was. I'm pretty. I sure mean, I don't. I don't know if I call it playing. 
Yeah, that's true. But, you know, they they, was, they got dressed. Yeah, that's right. There, <laughs> there was a bit of a hint that kind of led me to believe that Val, Val Fippola is going to be retiring at the end of this year. Yeah. The way that they, they kind of set it. So there's, a, there's some roster spots. I don't know. I'll, I'll get bored one day this week. Next week, we should – you know what we should do next week? Now that what? the deadline's over, we know who's, who's still around, who could be resigned. We should, we should do a, an opening night roster projection for next year. Oh, sweet. Yeah, let's go. All right. Yeah. A realistic. No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> a realistic. What? what? Listen, if, if you, if you. Larkin Gaudreau Bertuzzi. <laughs> tell me what the deal is. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, Just tell I, me what the deal yeah is. I know. Yeah. You know, it don't don't be a don't be a a, a ticket a, a call in radio show guy and be like, oh well, yeah, we got Goudreau for a third. Well, well, and a well, 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 no. One of the things I brought up to you this week, and I I said, what would you think about a deal for uh, Ma- 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 Mantha Mantha and a pick for Goudreau and a, for Goudreau and Kachuk? And because Goudreau is. Gaudreau has one year left on his deal after this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kachuk has two years left on his deal after this year. Mantha still has some term. Yeah. Calgary needs picks. I mean, and I think they're gonna and I think they're gonna make a switch. And then you said I would do Mantha for for Gaudreau straight up. I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. I think you know Cal, but I I think for Calgary to, to if Calgary's gonna do Johnny Gaudreau, I think they they would want to they would want a player plus a pick at least. Well, with Mantha being gone, I don't. Would they take Verona <laughs> first for Goudreau? Probably. Um, I, you know, and in, in, you know, I, I we bring this up. I feel like this is the third trade we brought it up. But like, are they really going to want? They really may want Kachuk out of there. You know, there was that whole thing with Muzzin, and and, and yeah. it, there is something fractured right there. It seems, or so it seems. So. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so Kachuk has one year after this year. He has one year left on his deal. We're just paying him seven million. So here's what doesn't scare me about that. It doesn't scare me to trade for a player. Like if you in the off season at the draft or, or or anything like that, it doesn't scare me to trade for a player who only has one year left. I don't want to give up everything, but it doesn't scare right. me because. And it's what I said to you is that you're Johnny Goudreau. If if he just hits free agency. He, you have a one in thirty chance of getting him, but if he's played here a year, I feel like you have a much better chance. Better chance of getting him, yeah. Yeah, I just feel yeah. like you get a much better chance if somebody, if you know, if he has a good year here. Yeah, and and Kachuk is RFA with arbitration rights after next year, and he's mm-hmm. getting seven million now, so that that's going to go up. Yes, it is. It's not going to go down. It's going to go up, but I. Same thing though, you know. If you want to, if you want to say, if you want to put Kachuk in your for, in your opening night roster next year, and you tell me that yeah, they did a they did a first in Verona, I'll buy that. Yeah. I mean, just you know, I mean, well, well, you 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 know my affinity of uh, of both Matthew and Brady Kachuk. So yeah, wow, well, they're, they're 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 tough not to like. You like the Giovanni Smith, so the yeah. you, those are the guys. You know, those are your kind of guys. I like I like those tough guys with skill, man. It's you don't win you don't win without those guys. You do not. You really don't. You do not. Um 
One more thing. So the so the NHL announced the Vancouver Canucks are projected to start this weekend. No. Um, it looks like they've kind of gotten over their their COVID issue. Um, they they haven't officially given the given the green light because I'm pretty sure they're just going to be testing them like crazy. Sure. All week, and then um, and they're going to send them up. But the Vancouver Canucks they're going to have to play like something like 21 games and like 40 days or something to, to finish out the season. What, what did I hear? What, 19 and 31. 19 and 30. Okay. 19 and 31, I think is what I heard on the. That's nuts. That is nuts. You wonder if they will, in if they will put like games against Ottawa at the back of their schedule and then just decide, okay, you guys have been eliminated. We, you don't have to play these games. Well, so I, so here's, the, the here's the only issue with that. Um, they're they want the NHL wants them to play all their games because of the draft, because draft order, draft lottery. All right. So, I mean, because you know they because they could technically have fewer points in the team, right? And then they get bumped up. Then say Buffalo does or Ottawa or Detroit. I mean, is it really that hard to use division and rates to figure that shit out? I mean, I know it must be, huh? I, oh. I mean, I, I know I'm be, I'm being a, a pain, but <laughs> why make a team play 30, 19 games in thirty one days when they're going to be eliminated if they're already eliminated? And they're not well. Oh. If they're and not, they're, and they're all against, <laughs> they're all against. With the exception of four, now they get four against Ottawa, but they have they get Edmonton and Toronto and Winnipeg, and then four against Ottawa and then four against Calgary, five against Calgary. They end with five against Calgary. Well, no, no, no. They end with so they, I'm just just a breakdown. Just in okay, yeah, just in general, but yeah, like so. I mean, their their last. Their last six games are Edmonton, two against Winnipeg, Edmonton, two against Calgary. Yeah, see, they – I don't know if they need to – those last two against Calgary, I mean, they're going to be – point. I mean, I know every year there's pointless games, but – Yeah. But every year you're not finishing the season playing 20. I mean, I'm, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if, if those if those games against Calgary, those last two games against Calgary are meaningful for, for the playoffs – um. They should play them then. Then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll well, well, right off that. Yeah, and it's going to be like, well, did Montreal collapse or did Calgary get hot? <laughs> oh, <know>? yeah. <laughs> like, how bad is Montreal playing? Yeah. <laughs> if, if, those la- if those games end up counting. Or are the Flames successfully won 10 straight? <laughs> in, in Before anybody lands at 10 straight, I mean, let's face it, that is how um, – the Flyers got in. Yeah. Flyers won 10 straight before the lockdown. So it's, it's possible. And you know, you pull 20 straight points and you're in, in games against your division, you could go from out to in, or you could go from fourth to first, you know, you can make that jump. I'm not predicting it, but it, I mean, it really could happen. Absolutely. It could happen. Yeah. The Flames only won back-to-back games three times this year. So <laughs> yeah. That's they've won two in a row, three in, and three in a row twice. <laughs> God, it sounds like the wings. 
and that's it. I mean, I mean, and and I'll, we got another final. Uh, Chicago just beat Columbus in overtime, uh, four to three. Talk about a team that just absolutely another team that just fell apart. I mean, if I would if I would have told you at the beginning at the beginning of the season that Detroit would 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 and here on April twelfth the Red Wings would be three points behind the Columbus Blue Jackets. No chance. (laughs) What did you think? What would you think? (laughs) What would I honestly think? Like would you, would you just look? Would you just look at me like you're just being your your stupid well, optimistic? <laughs> well, yeah, but I would be like, would I be wondering if the wings somehow put it together, or if the blue jack? I would be convinced that the blue jackets just completely fell apart. I well, would I mean, be well, that's what, what happened. Right, that's what's happened. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Is would I be thinking that the, the the jackets fell apart, or the wings actually put it together? And I would be be sure that the jackets just free fell. Yeah, and I'd be yeah. right because that's basically exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Rowinski's done for the year. I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. So, so, so that helps. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't end up making more trades to try to get more asset. I mean, because the years off. I mean, they're not. I mean, Grant. The funny thing is, we said this last year too, when they had all the injuries and they ended up. They ended up in because of the way the playoff structure was, but they were in also because they were like a point out. I mean, they were legitimately in. Yeah. And they had so many injuries that we kept pronouncing. Like we did like three straight shows. Well, Columbus is done now, right? Yeah. And sure enough, they stayed in. This year, not so much. No, no. It's, yeah, it just, nothing's gone right there yeah. for the Blue Jackets, man. That's just, it's it's crazy how, like, I mean, the, the, the line A trade, right? You know, you're, I think everyone assumed that, like, all right, Lion is there, he's gonna be fine, and he has not been fine. No. I mean, it's, well, I mean, maybe we shouldn't have assumed that, given you know, the coach he was going to play for. Maybe we should have been more a little bit more skeptical about yeah. the success that that was not was or was not gonna have. And Dubois sixteen points in twenty six games with the uh with the blue jackets, so I, I mean that isn't great. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I mean, considering that what he's probably playing with some combination of Wheeler, Stasny, um, Ehlers, or you know he's playing behind Shifley, so he's going to be playing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So you know some combination of their top four wingers, and that's a pretty talented group there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Winnipeg is so good up front, though. <laughs> They're top six. It's, it's 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 like mind boggling, and you know, Andrew Kopp has fourteen goals this year. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, that yeah, I forgot counter too. Yeah, you know, like Andrew Kopp has four. Like, it's, you know, in their top nine too, because you know, I, I I do get more enjoyment than any human should of doing roster management in NHL video games. Their top nine has been remarkably consistent too. Yeah. In terms of like like this, this is line one, this is line two, this is line three. I mean, it's it, they've it's been <laughs> Paul Maurice filled out his his lineup card opening night. Now he's basically probably made copies of it and just keeps turning it in with changing the team names on it, <laughs> the opponent on it. Like yeah, yeah it's and uh, and Hellebuck, you're starting. Okay, yeah. let's go. And, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah, I mean it's uh, the Jets are so good. That that's a. Could you imagine uh, if they still had Brian Little? Whew. I yeah. mean, I mean, <laughs> that's like before injuries derail. I mean, this is a guy. You forty points, count it. Yeah, at least forty, count them. Just, I mean, even yeah. last year before he got hurt, he had five and seven. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, and well, actually, and Wheeler's out now, and so I mean, but yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, I mean, and yeah, he, yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts, man. That's just, yeah, Brian Little, yeah, j- just consistently just get you fifty to between forty and fifty points a year. You know, that's all you want. Yeah, <laughs> you're a hundred percent okay with that. Yeah, because I mean, nowadays. A guy making about five million should be getting you roughly between fifty and six forty and forty-five, fifty-five points, right in that fifty point mark, nestle in there. I mean, that's just the world that we live in, and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what he, where he was. So um how how badly are the avalanche gonna beat whoever the fourth team is? <laughs> that they're going to play the that. playoffs. <laughs> you should know better than that. Why would you say that? You should know better. But to I, answer your question pretty bad. <laughs> I I don't because I mean Nathan McKinnon has 50 points. Ratnan has 48. Landis Gog has 40. Samuel Gerard has 30. Donskoy has 28. Kadri has 28. Makar has 28. Burkowski has 27. Devontae has 22. Sad has 21. I saw a great tweet today that said it was basically something saying that it's not fair that Joe Sackick and Steve Eisenman could have been the best players of their era and now are the best GMs of their era. It feels like they should get inducted into the hall. Can they be inducted into the hall of fame again? Yes, they can. (laughs) Once as players, once as GMs, I'm telling you, book it, man. 2025 Stanley Cup final Detroit, Colorado book it. Um, here, give you an idea of the consistency, and I, my gut tells me that there's no other team that that comes even close to this. Twelve guys, twelve Jets, twelve have played in every game. Jeez. Twelve skaters have played in 42 games. Let's see. Wheeler's Colorado, played, nope, the Colorado's already out. They only have three. Wheeler has played in 30, not 38. DeMello has played in, excuse me, Wheeler's played in 39. DeMello has played in 38. Nate Thompson and Logan Stanley have each played in 30. Dubois played in 27. There's a couple other names I skipped in there. Um, they have only four guys that have played under 10 games. Oh, wow. All right. that, that's, yeah, just keeping that consistent lineup. Yes. That's, I mean, they've only have, they only have on NHL.com, unless, they remove somebody, which I don't know why they would, maybe because they're not on their own. I don't know. They only have 25 players that have that show up on their team stats list. And one of them's Line because he played a game. <laughs> By comparison, let's do our little hometown Red Wings. Um, Stalin and Heronic have played every game, all 44. And they have. Well, it's kind of the same. They have 28 now with Lindstrom playing today. Okay. 
Mm. So, wait, what did I say for the Jets? They had 25? Yeah. But one with line eight who only played one game. So really just 24. So the Wings have played, used four more players, which I guess isn't that big of a deal, but. I mean, but, you know, lineup consistency. And I mean, yeah. and, and we, you, and with the team like the Wings, you kind of figure there's going to be some roster turnover. You're going to have some guys up and down in and out of the lineup every night. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just kind of seeing, well, okay, let's see how you play. All right, Svestikov, you got a goal and assist. Cool. Taxi squad. <laughs> yeah, that, that's been sort of maddening. That has been absolutely sort of maddening. Oh, man. Yeah, well, taxi squad. Heronic, let's see, only on pace for minus 25. Big improvement from his minus 38 from last year. Yeah. What else we got? What else we got here on the wings? That's it. So, so it looks like the, the LA Kings have finally sort of come back. They've come back down to earth a bit. Yeah, that I, I, yeah. Are you you're looking to see who the fourth team is going to be in that division? Yeah, I'm like, looking oh, who else right be. Yeah, the, the 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 Sharks have sort of come back down to earth a bit. I mean, my I, money I, would still be on the Blues. To, to take that fourth spot. Yeah, because I don't I don't trust the Coyotes. They no. have a history of failing. Yeah. <laughs> They've not done anything to earn your trust well. They really no, have not. They haven't. And I mean and 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 if we're being honest, I mean that blues roster is a little too good to miss the playoffs. Yeah they are. <laughs> that roster's really kind of good and should not end up missing the playoffs. Yeah. And then you have I mean I mean, here's the thing. Like, I mean, just on paper, Vegas and Minnesota, Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild Playoff Series doesn't make you go, yay. But it's the way the Wild game. played this year, it's like, uh, all right, yeah. that could be a fun series. Should be. And, you know, because I'm, I'm just looking at, because, you know, we talk about the East and, and I, the East is set. Yeah, those the four teams are in. Boston's the the four seed. It's it's a matter of what's going to happen between Washington, the Islanders, and Penguins. I agree. Um, it's you know the Flyers can't beat the Sabers. Like you, you're done, right? And Boston has fixed one of their big issues by adding Taylor Hall. For God's sakes, yeah. And so. a very minor yet, given some of the troubles that they had, they did trade for another. They added a defenseman too, not like somebody who's probably going to be playing twenty minutes a night. But considering all the issues they've had at the point, they did pick up a defenseman, and I'm, I'm going to check who it was. Uh, Mike Riley from Ottawa. Okay, yeah, it's a nice little pickup, not a big pickup, but a nice little depth piece um, when you use probably close to ten defensemen this year. So it's good to add another NHL caliber defenseman. And then, like we said, you're adding Taylor Hall. So the thought that the Rangers can catch them just seems impossible. Yeah, it just, yeah, it just, that feels like wrapped up. I mean, Chicago, they got a win tonight. They pull within two points in Nashville, but they're even in games played. I think that race is still open. I do yeah. think that the, the, the fourth for the Central is the only race I really feel is honestly still really up in the air. I mean, I know Arizona's close to St. Louis, but I don't really take the Coyotes seriously. Um, I'm not really taking the Flames as any sort of threat, but that National Chicago Dallas race is the one that I, I really think is not determined. We well, don't uh, know who's going to be the fourth seed in that division. Yeah, well, Nashville and Chicago they play they play each other three more times. Obviously, those games are going to be massive, 
Yeah, and it, well, and the Dallas Stars are going to be watching those games very closely, hoping for just uh, two point games and not three point games. Yeah, yeah, because that's a. And then let's see, and then Chicago plays. Chicago, oh, Sh- Chicago has two more against Dallas. Dallas, Chicago have two more against each other. So that's Dallas a, have Nashville a whole bunch. Thing, let's see. Uh, they have they get the wings. <laughs> um, they only play Nashville one more one time. Do we play Dallas four more times? Because there was the two. There were the yeah. We played Dallas, Dallas four more times. Yeah. They say because there's the two games in Dallas where um, Bernier and Bertuzzi got hurt. Yeah. And then there were the two games here, like within the last couple of weeks. And they say I didn't think that they had played again. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, you 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 projected, and you didn't think it was the case, but. With a three-one victory tonight, after all the trades, I do wonder a little bit: is there is there going to be a little relief in the locker room? Was Mantha maybe a little bit more of a pain in the ass than we thought? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't go that far, or, or maybe it's just trade deadline's over. Everyone knows they're here. Okay, and yeah. you're not like waiting to get a call. Yeah, that okay. You're, you're going to be told that you're going, so you you. You you can just relax. I mean, the game tonight they, they look like a relaxed team tonight against Carolina. You know, I'm not talented enough to do two things at once. That's fine. Well, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> not either. Trust me. Trust me. No, but um, but no, they 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 look they look good. You know, they they look like a team that was just relieved and like everyone just kind of went out and played tonight. So, well, and. And and here's the thing with Mantha gone, he was that's a top six forward, yeah. and so now like you you got Zadina's out there going like okay well I'm 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 a there, there's a spot now there's yeah. an open spot on on the wing on a, on that top line, yeah. Let me show that I can that 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 should be my spot, yeah. You know so Ooh, where really? you have other players who are you know who are Ernie's going well no no I can I can I can fill in for Mantha. You know, I can score I mean, goals. As as funny as I thought that would have been, I mean, it's there's some truth to it. It seems like, and then, I, I, you know, how uh, Fabry's out. I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but yeah, that there's a couple of spots open in the top six now. Yeah, so I mean, so you get out there, you you try to make an impact. Well, you know, the the wings were were two eight and two. We we did I think we did this last week. You know they were two eight and two. Um, that's when their big losing streak to start the year ended. So now with the with the win tonight, that would mean that they are thirteen, fifteen and four since. So, I, I mean just as Ottawa, if Ottawa could avoid Edmonton, Detroit, <laughs> if they could have gotten past the first twelve games, which they lost four good players due to COVID too during that six, six of those games. Yeah. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying that they'd be in the race. All no. I'm saying is, is that they're, you know, they're ahead of Columbus, Columbus right now. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> all I'm saying is that they're, this team would, I mean, this season would look that much better, you know, and, and you could, you'd have some things to hang your hat on. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not at the bottom of the league. That is no. for sure. We're, we're for sure not a laughing stock. No. We have some nights that are, 
it gets rough. It's, you know, but I mean, that's going to happen though. Of course. That's one of those things. It's, it's, it's just going to happen. The wings are, this isn't updated yet, but they are with their 36 points now. They're, they're 26. Yeah. If you go by point percentage, they're in 20, 31. They moved to fall to 28. Okay. Jersey's yeah. played four less than them, and uh, Vancouver's played seven less than them. Yeah. But still, you know, hey. Dude, they were 25 points away from the second worst team in the league. <laughs> the fact that this is even a discussion is impressive. It's improvement, man. It's the fact that this is an honest discussion is impressive. I mean, and and you and you have to remember the the team we we were talking Colorado. You know, it's 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 not like they just got they just got this good overnight. You know, it's it it's taken them some time to get where they where they are now. Yeah. But you know you. And and it, it and it you know it took them you know they traded out you know they traded out Matt Duchesne they traded out Ryan O'Reilly they fired a, they well didn't really fire Patrick Waugh as much as everyone just agreed that they should go their separate ways yeah <laughs> it was but hey boy, you know, he's kind it, of drifted into nothingness ever since hasn't he just well he 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 went he's uh, he's in the junior and he's been been in the junior okay like he runs a junior team. Gotcha. And um, I mean, he's going to go. be the, he's going to be the head coach of the Colorado Avalanche. <clears throat> just be, just because I root for the stories. Okay. <laughs> I root for the stories. Patrick Wild becomes head coach of Colorado Avalanche. I just I just think that would be fun. You heard it here first. It would be fun, but you know they drafted Nathan McKinnon in two thousand in two thousand thirteen. Uh, you know Miko Ranton in two thousand fifteen. If I Landis say, dog, 2011. Like, yeah, allow me to say the most obvious thing in the world. If this team could catch a break and get a top 10 caliber player and out of all these draft picks, yeah, um, boy, that would really help jumpstart things, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. I mean, you, they got Kale McCark just a few years ago, but he fell to them at number four. Like, cool. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, and and this year's draft. I mean, you know, I I feel like Owen Power is the favorite to go number one. But I mean, after that, I mean, I, I mean, if, if the Wings don't get the number one draft pick and, and Luke Hughes goes ahead and falls to them, I won't be upset about that either. Okay, I should. That's the name I'm holding out hope for then, Luke All Hughes. Right. Um, well, well, real quick, congratulations to uh, UMass Minutemen winning a national championship. They beat St. Cloud State five nothing to win the program's first ever hockey national championship. So, congratulations to the boys at UMass. Uh, Cole Caulfield won the Hobie Baker. And then signed a contract with the Montreal Canadiens, and then scored two goals in his AHL game this week. Yeah. So he's having himself a year. <laughs> there were there were a couple of people that or a couple of guys. Uh, I'm blanking on their names right now, but that literally signed that played their game, played yeah. their um, NCAA tournament game. Their season ended, and three days later, they were playing in the league. Yeah. So, so which um, happens every year, but again, yeah. there was a, there was another group that did it again this year. And also, um, congratulations to Michigan uh, forward uh, Thomas Bordalo. Um, he was named uh, Rookie of the Year in the NCAA. Well, Freshman of the Year, the Tim Taylor Freshman of the Year Award from the NCAA. He was awarded that. So, congratulations to him. Also, congratulations to Michigan uh, defenseman Cam York, named to the first first team All American. 
So uh, he's a Philadelphia Flyers prospect and a defenseman. So the Flyers are probably going to be hoping he gets there soon. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a defenseman. Come play here. Yeah, he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> May first, Cam York playing with the Flyers. If you if you see a player's coming up the ice, will you at least? Pretend like you're going to get his way. Yes. All right. Great. (laughs) Let him dangle around you, but at least make him go around you. Oh, yeah. If you get dangled, it's fine. I mean, the guys have, there's so much skill in this league, but, you know, at at least make him work for it. This just in. I mean, you know, he's actually really, or that, uh, that Barzell kid's really good. So he's probably going to dangle by you, but at least try. Try Just make it look good. Try for us, please. Make it look good. Just make it look good. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, trade deadline is over. Teams are set. Wings aren't. Wings don't suck. We got some. Yeah, got a. We'll. We'll hope. I'm thinking. We'll. I'm pretty sure we'll see Verana uh, this weekend. I would expect it. Yeah. Like to see him this weekend. So make his Red Wings debut. Um. Yeah. And that is that. Amen. It's all been said. It's all been done. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, talk about, I don't know, whatever, whatever's going on. Playoff the races. Opening, the opening night roster for the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, there we go. Yep. With uh, Larkin, Bertuzzi, and Zadina, and Smith, and Rasmussen, and Svechnikov. Yep. Svechnikov, and some red. Oh, at least two random off-season acquisitions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Bank got it. You know, just like yeah, two. Yeah, absolutely. Bank on it. Who's in net? Is it Grice? Is it Bernier? Is it? Is it someone else? Ooh. Is it David Riddich? Who knows? Questions. Good questions. One yeah. and all. All right. So everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, Thomas, you got anything you want to add? Um, be kind. Don't be a dick. Take those words right out of your mouth. There we go. That's what Thomas said. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.